Welcome to the Suicide Prevention Show. We're here waking up the world with the power of positivity. We are all about making suicide, especially teen suicide, a thing of the past. And part of that is being able to stand up and speak out and to share your message with the world. And so to help you do that in a more powerful way, we're gonna be talking with none other than Grace Holden. Grace Holden is all about helping you understand the extraordinary power of you so you can speak up and speak out and stand out. So without further ado, Grace, please join me into the room and come into the studio. There you are. Oh my goodness, you look so lovely. You are still muted, darling. So before Katie tells you that you're talking to yourself, you might as well unmute. How are you? I am fabulous, everybody. How are you, Jackie? I've been checking you out today and boy, you have a lot of energy. I'd have a lot of energy. I have so many great people to talk to. That's one of the reasons why I absolutely love this show is because the people who come in energize me. There is no doubt. <laughs> so, Grace, we have, uh, we have a lot of things to talk about. Yes. But the first thing I want to know is where did this idea of extraordinary pardon me, extraordinary you, because usually that EX thing, you know, ha has a different connotation. So, you know what, I wanted to just say really quick, I am super excited to be 24 hours to the T before my good friend, Les Brown. So, ah. <laughs> he's the same time, same bat channel tomorrow. So, that's super exciting. Cool. I'm glad you're excited. I, I, am, I am delighted. But um, extraordinary. So ex extraordinary is definitely a little bit different than extraordinary. And I got ordinary from a book called The Dream Giver, where ordinary was lived in the land of familiar and ordinary had really big dreams that he wanted to follow after, but he was silenced. He was told he would never be anyone or he would never do anything or he would never go anywhere. And he really just needed to stay in the land of familiar with familiar friends, familiar family who never encouraged him to do anything. So my story starts off very similar to extraordinary that everything in my life just seemed pretty ordinary on the outside. Although I had gone through five major traumas by the age of 20, Jackie, bullying being one of them. Hold it. Yes. That's a story that you have to take us into because five major traumas mean something to you, but to the rest of us, you're going to be open in the loop. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't going to open it, <laughs> but yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I was simply saying that I realized even through all of that, I still felt quite ordinary living in the land of familiar. All right. So stop right there. What in your world constitutes five major events? Well, for me, five major events was, um, was a molestation. That's my first one. Then there was a rape. Um, then there was bullying profusely. And then there was um, um, domestic violence. And that's where the scar and many others come from and human trafficking. So all of that happened to me by the age of 20, which is why your voice matters and hashtag the silence ends is so important because I too tried suicide multiple times, so many times because I didn't want to live anymore. And I felt that no one really cared. And I was just this ordinary person and was never going anywhere, was never going to do anything. Okay. So that's a story worth noting because each of those five things erodes self-esteem it takes away our sense of self. Any, uh, any one of those would be enough to drag down most people. And so your ability now to share the journey with us in a powerful way is really, really key. The hardest thing in the world for me 
was to shift my speaking from being tactical and knowledge to being vulnerable. That was the biggest shift I had to take. For you to be able to tell your story in service to others and to create the movement that you've got going on in the background. And, and I'm talking about separate from your business, okay? You, you've got this hashtag that you've been working with. For you to be able to do that, what did you have to decide? When did this turn around for you? You know, you're 20 years old, you've lived this story, what happened? Well, that's a great question. So let's just jump right in there because it wasn't an overnight process for me. So totally, actually for multiple years, I did not address it. I actually pretended like it didn't happen. And I stayed very quiet about it. And I went through a series of um, depression moments. Uh, I owned my own counseling business, became an LMFT, LPC, and it became- Whoa, 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 whoa. Alphabet, soup gives, other alphabet soup gives me indigestion. So you got to go back and tell me what all those acronyms are. <laughs> all right. I, I became a licensed clinician to help other people. Oh, thank and you. Let's, let's talk about vulnerability. So vulnerability was not my strong suit. Transparency was not my strong suit. Uh -huh. Wearing a mask, covering myself was a normal for me. It was easier to help other people than to pursue a life of transparency, which is why this is so important to me because it took me hearing other people in all of their stories to realize that I must tell my story. I cannot sit in the background. So what happened for me is I did go through a series of counseling for myself mm. and I had a family, five children, got married, did the whole nine yards and really pretended a lot like everything was okay, mm -hmm. but it wasn't okay. So I still was kind of in that world of ordinary um, and familiar and comfortable and not really following after my dreams and pursuing my dreams. So I knew something had to happen. I had to spill the tea. I had to say, okay, let me tell what's going on. And that is how my first book, Dirty, came about. It was all about a book of hope because I felt so dirty and there was so much residue. The turning point, and this is really jumping far ahead, but the turning point for me was making a choice. I had to decide that my past or my current condition was not my conclusion. So the things that happened to me did not define me. They did not make me who I was. What I, what I do or what happened to me is not who I am. And so who I am was a product of some things that I went through. And I realized coming out on the other side that transparency bred authenticity, which bred my freedom, which bred who I am today to have multiple platforms to help people share their voice, tell their story. Cool. So if we created a tagline for you today, it would be share your voice, tell your story. Yeah, it would be your voice matters. Your voice matters. And so, you know, we, we came into this conversation along similar lines because I'm a proponent of, and my hashtag is your story matters. Yeah, so we, we're on the same boat. And the reality is that we came about it, our, my breaking point was very different than yours. What broke me open to tell my story had nothing to do with me. You know, it was my daughter's bravery that broke it open for me. What made it possible for you to tell your story? That is, it really wasn't me either. Um, for me, when I was a clinician and I was working with so many human traffic girls and so many people who had suicidal ideation and um, I remember when I was a 911 dispatcher and everybody who was going to jump off the bridge, they called me and said, hey, Grace, take this call. They sent them to me immediately. And I realized there was a lack of bravery out in the world. And because I had, you know, children and 
and human traffic girls that were coming through um, uh, uh, anxiety, depressed children coming through my, my counseling business. And because I was taking calls back in when I was younger of people jumping off bridges, and I'm from Seattle, one of the number one suicide cities in the US, I realized that there needed to be more brave people and I needed to be one of them so that I can help my children, so that I can help the others who were committing suicide or depression or who were being trafficked and couldn't find a way out. So for them, I told my story, which then became my breakthrough. So for them, you told your story. Where did you tell your story for the first time? The very first time was in my counseling office. I was in my office and it was after, it wasn't to any of my clients, of course, because we just didn't do that. But it was afterwards, someone had came into my office who was on my staff and they had shared something with me and they just thought I didn't understand. And they just figured, I don't know how you're going to help me. Maybe we'd have a therapy session. I was like, no, darling, we're not doing a therapy session. <laughs> we're not having any of those types of things in here, you know, because this was my staff member, not a client, none of those things. And that is when I shared with her my story. What happened after you shared your story for the first time? Whew. <laughs> so what happened is I felt like a lot of things were released from me because I had already been through a lot of therapy and had gotten a lot of help and had gone through some of that process and had done some of that work already. I was already in that healing phase. But when I shared my story like that for the first time, which then led to some more public times and then it led to thousands of people, that was just, everything kept breaking off, just more and more chains would break off. And there was more and more freedom and liberation. And there was pain. I would not pretend that it wasn't hurtful um, because it was, but it, was, it wasn't, um, you know, when I think of trauma-informed kind of care thing, I wasn't traumatizing my own self. I was releasing things from me that needed to be shed and told and residue that needs to be dealt with. So it was in the telling that the releasing occurred. Absolutely. For me, it was in the telling. It was the work that led up to it. It was watching someone's face light up and it wasn't a work session <laughs> and I was able to tell something. I, it was in the thank you. Sometimes that's the best place. It is in the thank you, knowing that you made a difference. Absolutely. Huge okay. difference. Life-changing difference. The moment between when someone was going to live or not. You know, to go from not knowing that life is ever going to get any better to deciding to do what you can to make life better from other people, to like make life better for other people. And, and then to now doing what you're doing, which is to help people tell their stories among other things. I mean, we're gonna get into who you work with and what you do, because I think it's just such a fascinating story to get from where you are, you know, from where you were to where you are. Um, so we're gonna get there, but, you know, We may not solve all the ills in the world on this show, but if there was an intervention point that somebody could have stepped into your world and changed the trajectory, what could someone have done with? There is a quote that I love and I had wished I heard this quote much sooner than when I did. And it's this, and it says, and I'll, I'll just read it so I don't mess up, although I have it memorized. Maya Angela once said, Maya Angela once said, it was Maya Angela. If you know her story, you know how important that is. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. And I wish someone had said that to me sooner because there was way too many agonizing moments in my life that came from bearing an untold story 
inside of me. So when I heard that, I had already been sharing just a little bit by then. But had I heard that sooner, if someone had come to me and told me that my story matters, my voice matters, and that when I am ready, and if there was a way I can even help you to tell your story, because everybody doesn't tell or share at the same time, then at that very moment, I believed I would have had my breakthroughs sooner. But I didn't have that. It took, it took time for it to get there. And I really didn't have someone in my life who can help lead me there more, more so than anything, because I really wasn't open and most people didn't know my story. Well, that's true for most of us, I think. Um, you know, the beauty of this, you know, every center has a future. We don't necessarily know that the path to our future is through our story. And we tried, I mean, for me, it was like, oh, I can't let anybody know my past. And I finally started telling people, you know, every sinner may have a future, but it's also true that every saint has a past. Yes. None of us gets through life without skinned knees. And mine may be different than yours, but we all have them. And sometimes they take a little bit of skin off of what feels like our soul. And to be able to bounce from that. I'm a firm believer that we're designed to bounce and not break, Grace. And you are such a shining example of that. I mean, you know, you, you bounce, honey. You bounce. <laughs> and you are still bouncing. Okay. So, so I mean, I know we've got lots of things that we could talk about. But the first thing I want to talk about is what is going on for you? Because you've taken another bounce since I talked with you the last time. So what is true for you today? What is news for you? Go ahead and take us into your world. Oh, welcome into my world. My world is all, so there's like everything that I'm doing leads all to one thing is being extraordinary and sharing your story. Speak up to speak out. So I have my bullying organ anti-bullying organization that's called Speak Up to Speak Out. And it's for our eight-year-old to 20-year-olds to be able to share their story and speak up and say, no longer is bullying allowed or accepted, even if they weren't bullied. So this is our way of getting our young voices to share and to support one another against bullying. And then my next thing, they're all, they all lead to one thing is grace to overcome. If you go to that page of my life, that's graced with a D, G-R-A-C-E-D, to overcome.com, that world is all about people who've gone through some trauma, whether it's family trauma, multi-generational trauma, whether it was an accident, grief, loss of a, a loved one, a spouse, divorce, any sort of trauma activity that happened in their life, we invite them to come share their stories and they can do it anonymously or they can do it openly. Um, homelessness, selfishness, anything they've gone through, that is a place or a platform for people to share their story on grace to overcome. But the most pressing one right now, those are my passions, you know, my human traffic and passion, bullying, domestic violence, right? But the one that is a career driven and is also a huge passion of mine is I've launched a new platform, Jackie. <laughs> Oh, I'm not surprised. I mean, I launched the Suicide Prevention Society when you weren't looking. So yes, I know. So so, what did you launch? I launched. It's like a TED Talks. Um, you know, for like like people who would possibly want to do TED Talks, but it's called Real Talks. And it's just like this where we're having real conversation, real talks, and it is called I Am Ready to Speak. It's real talks. And this is an opportunity for people who maybe aren't doing TED Talks, but they want to do something like it. They, they're hidden figures, Jackie. They're superheroes with the cape. They're CEOs, entrepreneurs. They don't have to be pro speakers, but they're people who have a message. 
They want to monetize their message or increase their bottom line. They're world changers. They're the it people. And those are the folks that I have now launched a whole program that helps them get out there, get in the YouTube, have a marketing plan, PR, and share their story. So it's a story, Power Storytelling Academy, Real Talks. And that's what I'm doing these days. Well, Ooh. yeah, somehow I'm not surprised. Somehow <laughs> I'm not surprised. You know? and, and that was one of the things that it was like, oh, I can put you on my show. And you happen to be in between you know, two other very powerful women. So this is an amazing time period for you to be part of the show. And for anybody watching this in the recording, you know, just know that you'll be able to look at the episodes right before and right after Grace and know what I'm talking about. Okay, so you want to meet these people, by the way, and they want to meet you. I and saw the one so, right before. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll have lots of conversations. But when you're talking about, because I'm a TEDx speaker and TEDx are the independently organized events, but it sounds like with Real Talks, you're talking about conversations, not the same kind of stand and deliver that I just went through in the, in the TEDx world. So no, it is the same. It is the same, except for their, their, so you already know how TEDx works. You know, I've had licenses for TEDx and had speakers come through and train speakers, right? For TEDx. That's what I, that was my world. And well, I have yeah, had, a great training ground. I mean, their program is absolutely amazing. Amazing. So I've also had people though, who weren't, weren't ready for the standup certain kind of place with their hand movement in a certain way with their lighting on them a certain way and their conversations are a little edgier when so, you say conversations are you talking about a one-sided conversation like a tedx delivery or are yes, you talking about a conversation like what we're having no their story their okay. talk their speaking their mm -hmm. Is a little, some of them are a little bit edgier or a little bit more business driven. So it's another content based platform. Got it. That allows for, for conversations to happen, like the one you just had on right before us, but she might be able to get up and do her five to seven minute uh, instead of 10 to 12 or 15, a little bit shorter. We, we uh, create an entire digital product for them, um, a PR plan marketing. And it doesn't have to just be, you know, technology trauma or any of those things. It could be any business conversation. It could be a little edgy conversation. It could be about relationships. It could be any of those things. And it could be something that leads to the pathway of you finding out who they are, what they do, and how they do it. Like even the one where you had Dr. Um, Laying, is that how you say her name? Boy, I learned a lot about my sugar intake. And I need to cut that sugar out of my life. But if she did one of these real talks for five to seven minutes, we crafted a story for her and branded her, she can get her message out to so many more people in the world. So what you've done is taken the concept of having an inspiring story and meshed it with using that inspiring story to build a business, build a brand. Absolutely. And we say our tagline is it's real talks worth hearing. Oh, I like that. Real talks worth hearing. Okay, so one of the things that <laughs> we have um, a, I'm sorry, I'm correcting a typo on something. Um, one of the things that you're really brilliant at is helping people create a marketing message that matters, you know, so that people get that what's going on actually matters and that you see yourselves as extraordinary, not extraordinary, but X. Extraordinary. Yeah. What, what's the value of that? I mean, what changed in your life when you started to see yourself that way? Well, when we see ourselves as, you know. All right, hold it, hold it. I'm going to call you out. You call me made out. it when we see ourselves. No, I want to know what okay. happened to you when you saw yourself. I want okay. you to own, but I want you to tell me your story. <laughs> the question okay so what for myself what did I see when I was able to share my story mm -hmm. yeah what and bring value to others so for me I saw a difference in what my dash in life is so you know we think about when we were born and when we're we're no longer here with us and there's a dash in between 
And it's one thing to run businesses. It's one thing to have beautiful family and great grandchildren and all those wonderful things. What is the content of your dash? And for me, when I was able to help people, when I'm able to amplify voices, illuminate messages, then I'm able to really understand what my dash is about. I was like ordinary in the story of the dream giver. And when ordinary followed after faith in the light and he made it to the end and he thought he arrived and it was so great and wonderful and grace you've arrived, you broke through. That wasn't just it. You have to go back and galvanize others and get others. So there's a special person in my life and she's recently passed away and her name is Jenny Meisenbach. And Jenny Meisenbach believed in me when I didn't believe in me. Believe in me, she helped me through uh, many of my trauma experiences. We look nothing alike. We don't come from the same background. And she took me in into her great big world, and she was able to help me understand my greatness. And I realized that I could have just continued in life and just held on to this Jenny story. And it's like, oh, that was really great. She helped me, my family, my my world, and all of that. And then I knew I wasn't complete, and neither was my dash. What completes me is to be able to go back and do it like Jenny or do like ordinary in, in myself and go galvanize and help others genuinely, authentically, truly share their voice and help them illuminate them like someone else did for me and go back and do that for someone else. And now I'm beginning to leave legacy. Now I'm beginning to break curses. Now I'm beginning to break generational traumas and anything that may stop someone else from just hearing my story and think that was great for her. Well, it's great for millions of people, especially when you realize that there's so many others out there that need to share their story, whether it's on world issues, you know, environmental issues, food, sugar, you know, relationship, you know, all sorts of things. And those are the stories that truly matter. So I love that. And yes, Dr. Inga is still on. So she was like, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Tell like the girlfriend's working on her sugar over here. I was like, Whoa, let me get my diet, my diet together. I ordered my meter and everything. So yeah. So the, the idea that we're not in this alone, that each of us impacts so many others if we are willing to stand up and speak out, to speak up and speak out as you tell people to do. And the report every time on bullying. So we're going to break this down for people because there is so much that you do, Grace. I want to just walk people through this one piece at a time. When it comes to anti-bullying, speak up and speak out. Report every time. You know, report every time that you observe it or that you experience it. Just report it. Why? Because that's the last thing that a bully wants us to do. And to not react and to just report. If people can R and R, can, they cannot react and just report that's going to help bullies understand they don't have power. And I love that. And so there's a, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's such a thing called a bully vaccine, how you can make yourself bully proof. Yes. And, you and know, it's so funny. The kids are the ones, I have some information, but someone asked me, why did I pick ages eight to 20 to be the ones to actually speak about bullying? Because I believe adults speak about bullying and the teachers and educators speak about bullying, but the people who are bullied don't speak about bullying. And that's part of what I would consider to be a vaccine. But I did hear a little bit about, you know, that whole idea of, you know, standing up for yourself and, and so on oh. and so forth, but it's well, not that easy. No, the bully vaccine is not about standing up for yourself to the bully without a plan. The bully vaccine is actually about how to make yourself bullyproof so bullies aren't going to mess with you in the first place. As you're vaccinated. <laughs> and the other piece of that is it's a guide for parents to what to do if their child is being bullied or if their child is the bully. And there's not a lot of guidance out there for parents. So this is someone who's um, very special. The Bully Vaccine was one of the first books that became part of the Teen Suicide Prevention 
program, um, which was originally a book program. And we sold out of her books right away. So the bully vaccine by Jennifer Hancock is one thing that Katie can put in the chat for me. Um, it's an amazing book that actually teaches how to become bullyproof. And the one thing that I noticed when I started this whole journey into the world of suicide prevention is that, Grace, almost every single program out there that I could find had an entrance requirement. You had to be at risk. You had to either have a previous attempt or a mental health diagnosis before you even found out that the programs existed. Mm. And in my mind, that's intervention, not prevention. prevention. Right. So I'm a huge proponent of prevention in both the world of bullying, depression, and suicide. And, and so we've got lots of different conversations going on, but what you're doing is nothing short of amazing because you're giving a voice to people who have had their voices silenced. And, you know, scary as it is, loss of voice is a clinical diagnosis that Freud created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it became a mask for what was really happening back in the day. Because when Freud started treating young women for loss of voice and started exposing the fact that they were losing their voice because of sexual abuse, the society wasn't ready for that. And so, he ended up basically caving to the pressure of his peers and no longer calling it loss of voice. And he named it something else. He actually basically created psychosis, in my opinion. This is just my unprofessional opinion, but he created this whole concept of penis envy which did not exist until he created it, but it was his way of helping these young women through induced psychosis to come into a peaceful existence with their life without getting himself shot, which is my understanding of what he was facing. Um, loss of voice, we become powerless. And so to give yourself a voice means to reclaim your power. And I love the fact that you've created a platform where these kids can reclaim their voice, where they can actually have a voice. And so that's an amazing program. Thank he, you. Thank you. Uh, and, and to the Freudians, the Freudians, because I remember when I was going through, you know, when you start off in the master's and you get into the PhD program and you, you know, you study theory and who is what. Um, I never knew that the original, that was the original name. I never knew that. So, but I can see why that was such a big deal. I'm sure in his day to change the name, mm -hmm. because even now today, we try to censor things and change names and move things around. And that's exactly why we say speak up to speak out. So mm -hmm. speaking up is one part of it speaking out is another. Sometimes mm -hmm. we'll speak up and we'll speak up inside of our own groups, Jackie. We'll just speak up in inside our, our own heads or in our small little space. And we're all in a group together. Like, yeah, did you see what happened? Yeah, did you see what happened? And then they all walk away and that's it in school. But it's a speak up to speak out. Mm -hmm. And when you speak up and speak out, then you're speaking outward so that others can understand you know, back to Maya Angela's quote, it, it's an agony to bear an untold story as it is an untold message, as it is an untold business, as it is an untold anything that's blocking others from receiving that help. So giving them a platform where they feel safe is such a wonderful, wonderful gift. So if a teen is looking for a place to actually have their voice be heard, what exactly is the website they would go to? Well, because we're still under our speak up to speak out is under construction. They mm -hmm. can go to our, um, either to my site, Grace L for love, but Lacey's my middle name, Grace L Holden, 
Mm -hmm. So we'll get that in the chat for people. So they can go there and say, hey, I want to be part of the speak up um, to speak out for the bullying organization. Um, And that's the shortest version to get to your real champions league or speak up to speak out or I am ready to speak any of mine. I'll just go through Grace Ella Holden. Got it. So the main website is the place to go right now as this is being built out. And trust me, I do understand this because we just finally, um, what is this, February? Okay, so it took us 10 months to get a a society opt-in page where people could join the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. We launched it this morning. What? Awesome. I mean, because you could go to speakuptospeakout.com. It's just not active enough. I mean, you could go see things, see statistics, see stuff and all the bullying stuff. It's so much easier to go to Grace L. Holden to actually reach us. Um, So so one is about information. Speak up to speak out. T-O. Speakuptospeakout.com. They can get the information about that program on bullying. And you know, it's amazing how bullying comes into this conversation. Because when you're talking about speaking up to speaking out, the what is the one thing that is the biggest problem with bullying? We feel like we've lost our voice. That is it. That is the one thing because we may speak up at home to our family. We may or may not. And no one knows what to do with it. Speak up to speak out is not just speaking up and speaking out, but educational programs that are helping people know what to do about bullying. So I'm super excited to learn about the, the vaccine, the book. So I can't wait to, to read that and be able to share that with others as well, because we do have a whole systematic way and a plan for people to, to understand, I guess you could say vaccinate themselves against bullying so that they're prepared for it and to not allow it to overtake them. I think that you and Jennifer will have a great conversation. Um, and you know, speaking is how I met her. Okay, so speaking, I was, um, have you ever heard of Bar Camp? No. Bar Camp is this amazing event. It happens all over the world and there is no agenda until the morning of the event. And I'll give you the really short history as I understand it. There was this huge, expensive, exclusive tech conference that was like $2,500 US to attend. And there were a whole group of really smart people who said, paying that but they went to the city where this event was and they met in the bar across the street and they camped out there so the brains were over here in the bar camp while other people were spending $2,500 a seat to attend the exclusive event now the exclusive event does not exist anymore but bar camps exist all over the world and what happens is on the first morning Anyone who has a topic that they have a message to deliver, they do something called a board rush. And you write your topic and your name on an index card and you rush up and you put it on this big grid where all the rooms, the breakout rooms are and all the times. And so you just put it up there. It's actually based on open space technique for organizational change. So they adopted this for bar camp. So I'm at a bar camp. I've spoken earlier. I'm a volunteer. I absolutely love this whole thing. There's one here in Sarasota that happens every year in Sarasota, Florida. And And they're doing it or digitally? uh, Well, it was all in person. Now, of course, now who knows? You probably could Google bar camps and find one that's happening digitally. But and it was all in person. You had to be there. Yeah. If you'd have been there, if you'd have seen it, yeah. I mean, you had to be there. So I was there. And at the end of the day, there was not a lot going on. And so there was only one speaking room open. It was the big main room, the auditorium. And someone put up the topic, why? Well, the next speaking slot was available. I couldn't resist. I grabbed an index card and I wrote, why not? And stuck it on the board right next to them. And the organization... The organizer thought this was such a great idea. She said, why don't you two co-present? And and that's how I met Jennifer Hancock. She was talking about why, and I was talking about why not. I didn't know how prophetic that would be. 
I ended up writing the Why Not Workbook, which is a do-it-yourself suicide intervention guide. And I didn't even now until just now telling you this story did I connect it back to, oh crap, I was talking about why not a few years ago. But yeah, that's how I ended up meeting Jennifer Hancock is she was talking about why, I was talking about why not. And we co-presented never having met each other before. That's awesome. It was fun. That's awesome, but that's synergy. It is. Synergy and synchronicity is what happens when you decide that you're just going to have a different experience of life. And when you speak up. And when you speak up. So cool. So you got speak up and speak out. Mm-hmm. And oh, did I didn't do it yet. I don't think. Let me just see. Did I give it? No, I don't think I gave everybody your gift. Okay. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to talk about it. Okay. So you've got this, this ebook on how to create an amazing speaker one sheet. And a one sheet is so misunderstood in the speaking industry. So I'm just going to bring it into context for people. Okay. If you've got a message that you want to take into the world, someone who coordinates an event, hosts a show, they want to know just enough about you and your topic to be able to decide if you were a good fit for their audience. An audience is such a critical, misunderstood, overlooked piece of this conversation. So, Grace, ideally, who is your audience for this ebook? Oh, wow. This is a great question. I think a lot of people think it's just a speaker, and it's not. It's just what you just said, Jackie. It's for anyone who is trying or they would like to perceive themselves, right? as to what it is that will be tangible takeaways for the audience that you intend to speak to. So it could be a podcast. It could be the magazine. It could be another business. It could be a stage or digital world platform. It could be any of those things. But the one sheeter helps you to find your, your why, your who, and what the tangible takeaways and outcomes are. And I think a lot of people feel it's just a bio and a bio just lists all the things that you've done in the past, not necessarily even what you will do in the present, but the one cheater says, here are my topics. Here's what the outcomes are. And here's the testimonials that come with it all on one sheet. And what the- Huh? You have one for you. Oh, yes. Okay. So that would be something that I would love to be able to share with people as an example of what this looks like. Now, granted, they can get your ebook. Is your one sheet inside the ebook? No, my one sheeter is not. The e article just gives you everything that you need to put in there. And then afterwards, if someone has any additional questions, they reach out to us. We do a discovery with them. We talk about what theirs is. And then they get an example of mine. Got it. Okay. So I'm just, I want an example of yours. So I guess I'm going to go through the process. All right. Yeah. The good news is that I've got this information. Yeah. <laughs> So we will have a good time with this. <laughs> so the power of a one sheet, I mean, I've interviewed people who are specialists on getting, helping people get corporate jobs and writing resumes. And what many people don't know is that now a resume often is one sheet. In the speaking industry, it's been one sheet for a long time. And Here's what I think happened. I think that about six to seven months ago, all of a sudden we all became speakers and we (laughs) all need a one sheet. And I don't say that facetiously. What I mean is that all of a sudden we are now all being visible to the world, whether you're participating in an online summit, or you're doing a Facebook Live, or you're just on a Zoom call with your own friends and family, all of a sudden, you are a video personality. And it is so true that it has grown. And that is exactly why 
I have put together the program that says I am ready to speak or to talk or to share my message, because now what exactly is necessary? You don't have to be a pro. You could be a, a hidden figure or some, or, you know, just someone who has a message that they need to get out to the world. However, how do you do that? Well, digitally right now with so much going on with social media, you will be lost in the sauce and you need something that will help you to stand out and stand forefront. And that is why I didn't um, know, um, is, our, is our doctor on still? Um, doctor, I didn't know she was on here, but I really meant that when I heard her. And I was like, man, her information is so incredible. How can we get her out there more? I do have something for that, but there's so many people just like that, that now we're all having to use our voice because otherwise you won't be heard because it's not like you're hopping on TV. Do you know how expensive those have gone up now? Yes, she said she's still here. Hey, <laughs> those have got, so this is another platform and not everybody can get on a TED Talk because someone has purchased the license to do a TED Talk and then they invite you on, right? So well, now- wait a minute, hold it. I, I'm, I'm just gonna clarify some language and I'm gonna do this more later in the show um, on a different session. TEDx. Talks. Oh, you're in TEDx. Have so, TEDx. independent absolutely. organizers. That's yep. the people who get the license. License, absolutely. Set the rules. Yep, that so. is a TEDx. So not everybody can do that. So there's so many other ways now, but you know we don't always have our marketing, our PR, and all those things. So that's all this is. It's mm -hmm. just another way of saying, hey. And right now we're in a beta program, so perfect time to sign up and. Oh my God, beta in my world means best every time always yes i love that that's what the acronym means so you know we'll talk okay um because that's what the acronym means to me if you are doing this as a beta program that's amazing and i think you're gonna want to hang around and like you listen to aisha earlier you're gonna listen to kim and natan be, because there's a lot of synergy in this group and how do we create the change we want to see in the world? How do we create the path for people to actually shift their energy and come into their own, if you will? And we all have our different paths, but I think that there's a time where we just need to come together. So I am so incredibly grateful that you're here. All right. So we put, and yeah, we got some lots of chatter. Um, so people who love betas, yeah, some of them are my clients. They've been with me in my betas and I, I, you know, I beta test everything. So it's one of those exactly. things. I wanted to make sure we know that it's the domino effect. You know how the dominoes all line up and then, you know, we, we, we land on each other. Mm -hmm. So we support each other's fall, but we're also continuing the momentum. That is what we all do when we come together. And when we all share our voices and the rest of the world hears it. You know, I think you're right. I think that is what happens when we all come together. And I love that. Um, let's see, what can I say? We have been on this whole journey from where you started through what had to transpire for you to speak up and your mission to help other people speak up, speak out, and now to also help those to be visible. And I think that that is just an amazing journey, Grace. And I am so incredibly grateful for the time that you have spent with us and this journey that we are on together. If there was one thing that you wanted people to know, what would it be? Ah, I have a whole list of one things, let me see. <laughs> While you do that, I'm going to call out somebody in the chat who okay. says parents too, and I'm not sure what that's in regards to, Peter. So you got two minutes, type, type some clarity in there for me so I can answer your question or Grace can. Okay, so okay. Grace, what's your one thing? It's this. And it's another quote, <laughs> but it's kind of, it's my, it's a quote mixed with my own ism, Gracism. And it's Maya Angela again. Love recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles. It leaps fences. It penetrates walls, 
to arrive at its destination full of hope. Well, I've lived my life in constant pursuit of giving back to the world in the same light as Maya and Jenny and Jackie and so many of each of you. Though living my life wasn't always exactly what I wanted it to be, it is now exactly what it's supposed to be, authentic, pure, and full of hope. So I've learned to champion you through learning how others help me champion me. And for you, the most important thing that I really want you to remember is it doesn't matter what your race is, what your religion is, where you came from, how old or how young you are, that your voice, your message deserves to be heard. Well, I think you elegantly answered Peter's question. When he expanded it, it says, students, parents, you know, are they telling their stories? And the answer is absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And Nadine captured your words, love arrives at its destination and be visible. And so these are just proof that you are absolutely reaching out to the people who need to hear your message, Grace. And I so appreciate your willingness to be visible and to show up and to share. Thank you for having me, Jackie. You're amazing. And you always put on the most amazing events. 24 hours from now, Les Brown. <laughs> he better show up too. Tell him I said. <laughs> oh, okay. Now hold on. Tell tell who you said. Les. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I will let him know that Grace Holden said. I think Grace should be here to make sure that he shows up. <laughs> you know, Katie, I wasn't gonna go there, but she said it, Grace. So we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you on the next, on, on, on 12 episodes later. Okay, so it, and for the people watching the recording, it won't be tomorrow. For people live in the room, it will be. The elephant in the room is, I don't know whether you're here live or whether you're seeing the recording and reading the show notes for all of these amazing things. The bottom line is you're part of the mission to make suicide a thing of the past. And so please join the Suicide Prevention Society, the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. The domain names go to the same place. And there is a growing movement, Grace, to have you engaged when I'm interviewing Les Brown. So. You were amazing, Grace. Thank you for having me. <laughs>